Great Wall fans, Common Sensors, podcast consumers, social media world. Welcome to episode 64 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and I've got some good stuff for you tonight, today, tomorrow, five weeks from now, whenever the hell it is you're listening to this. If it's five weeks from now, some of this stuff might be a little irrelevant. That means you should get on it, subscribe, make sure you're subscribed, and then you can get cool little notifications every time a new episode comes out, which is basically every Friday, every Friday, new episode coming out, Uh, so make sure you're doing those things. All right, let's get into it. Social plugs. (laughs) Shameless social plugs. You can keep up with Go Tell It to the Wall uh, throughout the week, in between episodes, during our downtime, all kinds of other things, and you can do so. Uh, firstly, on Twitter, follow us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod. You can also follow my personal Twitter account at Magic Muppet. That's right, at Magic Muppet. Just follow both of them. I'm I'm tired of saying hey, there's more stuff on this. More. No, just follow both of them. You know, you're following a Kardashian or some other idiot on Twitter. Everyone follows Orange Menace, even people that don't like him. So give give us a follow. Give us a follow on the Twitter. That's going to keep you up to date on all the things that we're working on, all the new episodes when they come out, all that good stuff. Uh, we are, of course, still on Facebook for now. So go to Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. I've been kind of dusting that page off a little bit, throwing some things up there, especially because we had some some great interstitial videos that were getting posted. So I've been utilizing that a little bit here and there. So check us out there, like our page, do the things, whatever it is you do. And of course, our YouTube channel. Head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall, and subscribe. Subscribe. We put up some awesome videos from our Star Spangled episode. I have individual videos that you can actually watch on there if you didn't feel like listening to the entirety of the Star Spangled episode, which I don't blame you. It was a little bit off the rails. We had some fun, but it was all over the place. Uh, so check us out, YouTube. Just search Go Tell to the Wall. Subscribe. 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 Uh, and of course, all encompassing of those things that I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's going to take take you to all those things I just mentioned, uh, as well as give you access to some other stuff that isn't on social platforms, uh, including our Patreon page. Head on over to that if you want to help financially support the podcast, support the YouTube channel, and all the things that are Go Tell It to the Wall, uh, Go Tell It to the Brewery, all that good stuff. Uh, so make sure you hit that up too, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Check that out. Just, I don't want to say constantly. Check it out regularly for when we post updates. There's photos up there. There's actually uh, working on the blog that's going to be up there very, very, very soon. It's just a matter of me hitting publish uh, and making sure that everything is kind of in order because it gets all over the place when, when you're doing so many things at once and half the time I have toddler climbing on me while I'm doing these things. Ah, All right, uh, one other mention, Indiegogo. Indiegogo is still happening right now. I'm probably going to mention it four or five times throughout this episode uh, simply because we have three days left. Three days left on the Indiegogo campaign, and we are ever so close to our goal. Uh, The other thing I haven't been telling people, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, We're we're, we're a a little bit from our goal, but here's the thing. I have word that we've got another donor kind of sitting in the wings waiting until we at least hit one minimum point. So essentially, we need a little more than this overall, but if we can get another $50, $50 on the Indiegogo, that is going to ensure that we hit our goal. This is just, I'm I'm not going to get into details, but I know we're not quite, we're not only $50 away from the goal, but if we get that last $50, we are definitely going to hit our goal, Uh, and if we surpass that, then that's fantastic. We have uh, some great things coming for you guys. I've been working on some new formats, uh, pricing out some new gear for the studio. So we're going to really improve the overall quality of the podcast itself, of the YouTube channel, especially, uh, and, and many, many, many other things. So please, please, please share the Indiegogo. Uh, if Bridget jumps on the live feed here, uh, we will, we'll have her share the, uh, the link for it. Uh, but just, just, you'll, you can find it everywhere. It's on the YouTube channel. It's, it's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. Share it, share it, share it. Give us a dollar, give us two dollars, give us fifty dollars, whatever it is. Every little bit helps, and even sharing uh, helps us as well because getting the word out there. And we just have three days, three, three 
days left. Really want to hit that goal. And like I said, we just, uh, another $50 minimum. I, if we do more, that's fantastic. But if we can just do another $50, we'll be sitting golden. We'll be just in great position uh, to bring you, bring all of you common sensors, wall fans, and podcast consumers uh, a higher quality podcast as as well as higher quality videos, which is, is something I've really, really, really been pushing for uh, simply because the YouTube channel needs some work. And, and that's that's where we're going to get to. And a lot of things, more things are going to go up on the website at that point, too, uh, simply because I want to utilize that more. Uh, on that note, I think we're also going to be moving shortly, moving to uh, to YouTube live instead of the Facebook live. I'm, I, I know I keep saying this. I'm just so incredibly tired of Facebook live, low res stuff, and just it's, it's crazy, and I'm just tired of it. So we're going to be moving to YouTube live here shortly, especially once we get... Uh, some of our gear upgraded here, and, and we can do gear upgraded here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just rhyming all over the place. Uh, and then, then we're gonna move things to YouTube Live. Just it's gonna be a better format for everybody. You just everyone's got to learn how to how to utilize YouTube more instead of Facebook because Jesus Christ, Facebook. Oh my God. I, I think we're gonna be Facebook's gonna be completely dead in the next two years. Guarantee it. Completely dead. Ah. All right. I want to take a moment. I was hoping that Bridget would be able to join. Uh, before before I did this kind of twofold. Uh, but I want to make a special shout out. Uh, firstly, I want to make a special shout out to my wife. Actually, today is July 19th, 2018. Uh, yesterday, July 17th, or July 17th, July 18th, was my anniversary. Celebrated three years of wedded bliss with my wife uh, this week. And I want to take a moment to to shout out to my wife who is incredibly supportive uh really in everything everything in life that that i do and we do and for our family she's she's most one of the most supportive people i've ever met in my life uh but not only that and also the podcast and 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 growing this and and the patience that she exudes while we do that so honestly any of you out there listening uh you, you not only i don't even want to say you owe me anything because because i get something out of this myself yelling at a wall once a week but uh if you enjoy this podcast if you listen on a regular basis if you enjoy the videos uh you owe at least a little bit of a thank you to my wife uh who who allows this to happen who puts up with my craziness who has the patience uh to to let all of this just just happen like honey i'm putting a studio in that okay all right i guess you know and uh so happy anniversary to my wife thank you for your patience uh, and I know all of our wall fans and common sensors out there appreciate it as well. And uh, it, it's been three years and looking forward to many, 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 many more. I think a lot of people that are happily married can can tell you uh, it's like twofold because you feel like you've been together forever in a good way. But then when anniversary, you're like, man, it, 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 it's already been three years. OK, it seems like it's been about a year. It just it goes by so, so fast. I'm sure that's compounded by the fact that I have a toddler running around the house. Uh, who's who's going to be two in November, and, and really that time goes just exponentially fast as well. Uh, but the reason I mentioned I was hoping Bridget would be on the live feed by now, or Chris, I don't think Chris will be joining the live feed this week. I, I think he is down, <laughs> standing in line somewhere down in San Diego, probably standing in line at Comic-Con waiting for something, uh, trying to get into some panel or whatever it might be. So I don't think we're going to get him this week, and we'll see if we do get Bridget it's really everything depends on, on, on the kids and, and schedule and everything else. So we'll see if we get her. But I want to also wish a very, very, very happy anniversary to Chris and Bridget Hassong. That's right. We actually share an anniversary. We got married on the same date, not the same day. <laughs> Chris and Bridget have been married a little bit longer than my wife and I. Uh, but very, very, very happy anniversary to Chris and Bridget Hassong. Uh, Bridget is our on-air producer. And Chris is our stance and information person. Really, he's also a producer, but uh, but I kind of lean on him for stats and information. Uh, so happy anniversary to both of you. And if you know them personally or if you see them or you run into them or whatever it is, wish them a happy anniversary as well. Even, you know, I know it's past, but just a belated happy anniversary because without without my wife, without Chris and Bridget, I don't know where this podcast would be. I don't know how we'd put it together every week because they, they help to keep it running and to keep me sane, really, for, I don't even want to say for lack of a better word, they they help to keep me sane, otherwise this, I would be completely insane, more insane than, uh, than I already am. All right, oh, man, beer this week, ooh, ooh, we have one, actually one of my favorites this week, it's not a stone, it's not one from Stone Brewing, I know everyone's like, favorite. oh, another stone, nope, 
not a Stone Brewing one. Uh, this week, I have a tasty little brew from Oscar Blues Brewing. They are out of Colorado. Oscar Blues Brewing, and this is the Dale's Pale Ale. Dale's Pale Ale. Uh, most of you, you probably, this one's pretty wide distribution. I've seen it around quite a bit. And in fact, the interesting thing about Oscar Blues is they are one of the first craft breweries that... that I don't, I don't want to officially say one of the, someone's going to quote me on it. They're going to send me, no, no, no. It was this brewery that's in Sheboygan. Okay, I don't know. This is one of the first widespread craft breweries that was really just, they put all of their beers in cans, which I love. Nothing against bottles. I just, cans are easier to hold. You know, I always joke about, like, let's just start putting everything in the pint cans, 16-ounce cans. That'd be fantastic. Uh, but I highly, highly, highly recommend this one. If you're not into pale ales, like the Dale's Pale Ale, uh, they have plenty of other awesome brews that you can try out as well, Oscar Blues. And I do love their slogan that comes on every can, and that's pack it in, pack it out, pack it in, pack it out, which I think I want to say is like a Boy Scout term as well. But uh, but all the burners out there, myself included, know that this is really one of the most important things that you can do, just not only at the burn, but just in, li in life in general. Pack it in, pack it out. That's how it works. Uh, so, Oscar Blues, thank you for, for putting together a nice little pale ale with the Dale's Pale Ale. Mm, it's tasty. I like it. And not super hoppy. It's sitting at like 6.5%, but it's not as hoppy as your IPAs. It's a pale ale. It's going to be closer to like a Sierra Nevada, uh, but definitely has that craft brew feel to it. Uh, one more thing, like I mentioned, we got new content coming, new format, all kinds of new stuff coming once the Indiegogo ends, which we are three days away from, uh, and once I can get everything kind of updated in the studio and move things along and, and work on more of our new formats and, and get that content out to you. So look forward to that, all of you out there, wall fans, common sensors, uh, anyone really that, that finds this podcast finds anything having to do with Go Tell It to the Wall. New stuff coming, or SeanOrWorkLive.com. Like I said, just new stuff coming all across the board uh, once Indiegogo ends. Uh, and now that I have a little more time to uh, to finish up everything, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun few months here. Wall fans, common sensors, we're gonna have some fun. We are, we are. All right, let's get into some social media trends. Social media trends. That's right. I tried to keep this one light this week. I really did, and I think I did to an extent. But I do need to, of course, call out a couple of common sense situations that are happening across the social media world right now. Uh, first one that I'm talking about would be the hashtag that's trending right now. I don't know how much it's trending, uh, and it's also possibly trending because of people making fun of the other people that are posting this hashtag, and that would be hashtag Papa John did nothing wrong. That's right. Hashtag Papa John did nothing wrong. I do absolutely love the headline from Complex.com, uh, which would be, and I quote, people defend the right to be racist using hashtag Papa John did nothing wrong. That's right. You're basically defending being a racist. Uh, that... Uh, that bigoted son of a bitch. He has, he's just been on a roll for the past, like, year or two, and, and he... I mean, I thought he stepped over the line over a year ago, but uh, really stepped over the line in the past couple weeks when he used a an extremely offensive turn on term on a conference call. And I just I don't care who you are, uh, or, you know, or, or what you're thinking. There's just no excuse for using that term ever, ever, you know, uh, especially as a white man. I don't I don't think anyone should use that term. However, I will not call out uh, an African American using that specific term. I I just won't. I I I don't agree. You know, you want to do it? That's fine. Uh, I walk around calling myself a Mick or a Pol it's you know, it's fine. I think uh, I think that's high. I'm not trying to compare the two or three terms. Uh, I'm just saying I'm not going to call them out on it. However, like a, a, a white man from the South who who's already done many, many things that you just you can't get behind. You, you cannot use that term. But apparently people uh, think he, he did nothing wrong. Uh, one of my favorite just, I, I encourage you to look this one up. Not because you want to, and if, if you want to look it up because you support that hashtag, Papa John, Papa John did nothing wrong, by all means, do it. I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but by all means, do it. Uh, but if you just want some entertainment, uh, really just look at the replies to people that have been posting, Papa John did nothing wrong. It's it's kind of ridiculous. It, it really is just ridiculous because we all know the the man is a, is a scum he's he's just he's a he's a scum of a human being and and we don't need any of that in, in a public way and it's actually crazy cuz the last time cuz we talked about his conference call and him getting in trouble and everything else uh but recently he he came out since the last time we talked about it came out and said 
Uh, he regrets stepping down as, as chairman of the board. He'd already stepped down as CEO of Papa John's like a year, year and a half ago. He stepped down as chairman of the board, and it's like, dude, you just need to fade off into like fade off into the sunset. Just we're done. We're done here. Go be racist, you know, in your own home, probably somewhere in the south. Here comes the, the hate mail from all the southerners, the two of them that listen to this podcast. Uh, yeah, just 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 stay down. Just stay there. Be done with it. Call it a day. We don't want to hear from you. All right, I got a. Uh, I have a fun hashtag, but not fun hashtag. Funny, I guess. Uh, so, if you've heard of this thing, the hashtag in my feelings in my feeling challenge, which I believe is based on a Drake song. I'm not a Drake fan. I I don't I don't care. I don't care what this. I here's the here's the thing. Wall fans comments. I don't. I really don't give a shit what this is based on. I don't. It, it's dancing. Do your thing. If you enjoy it, that's fine. No problem with it. Uh, but I, I, I'm not going to get into researching what exactly this is. Uh, however, this came to my attention, not only because it's all over social media and, you know, this is like the, the, uh, oh my gosh, the, the, the flash mobs and whatever that, that's like statue. I don't know all these silly challenges. Uh, but this originated as a challenge where people were dancing to a specific song dancing a certain dance you know it's like okay fine in my field that's fine i'm not interested in this well what happened was people some people out there decided this wasn't dangerous or funny enough so they took the challenge and instead of just dancing in front of a camera uh, many people out there have decided they're going to jump out of their moving car and dance next to their moving car here's the thing wall fans common sensors common sense says that you shouldn't jump out of a moving car ever ever let alone to jump out, dance, and have someone record you. Uh, as you can guess, that's right. This is not working out well for people. In fact, I wasn't interested in searching for this in my feeling challenge until I realized that people were basically just going crazy with this car stuff. Uh, so if you want to be entertained, search that hashtag, hashtag in my feeling challenge, and you'll see. I, I saw one today that like this young woman gets out of her car. She, she the car's moving. She jumps out of her car and like the car just drives off without her. And her friend is in the passenger seat. I assume her friend who is going to be recording her is in the passenger seat and see her lean over trying to hit the the brake pedal. This is the world we live in. This is the world we live in, wall fans. Young people don't know it's not smart to eat Tide Pods. Young people don't know it's not smart to jump out of a moving car. I I just this makes me weep weep for humanity. I would say this is one of the worst things uh, out there as far as humanity is concerned, but we all know the Orange Menace is in office, and, uh, and sometimes I catch some social media posts supporting him. So really, as dumb as jumping out of a moving car is, still not as dumb as supporting the Orange Menace. I'm going to say it right now. Still not. I'd rather jump out of a moving car than support the Orange Menace. I just, I would. I, I'm, I'll put it out there right now. Anyone quote, quote me on it. Quote me on it. I don't care. Here comes the hate mail. That's the only, I don't get, that's the thing, I don't get good emails, like I get emails through the site, because I throw out SeanOroqueLive.com, I get emails through the site, never never are those emails good, like I get good comments and stuff, and shares, and people are like, hey, never do I get good emails uh, through the site, they're always like, you're un-American, you, you know, all this other, uh, whatever dude, I, whatever, go back to trolling whoever it is you troll, or, or kissing the orange menace, I don't care, whatever it is, go back to that, leave me the hell alone. All right, let's move along here. Uh, another hashtag trending on the social platforms right now, right now is hashtag when I was, what I thought when I was 18. What I thought when I was 18. Uh, now, I found this one, of course. I actually almost wish this was what I thought when I was like 15, 16. Uh, there is a d drastic difference for anyone from like 18 to, to hitting like 30. And it changes like by the year. Uh, but really, I was almost like 16 is when you can get really, really, really ridiculous. Um, but I want to go through a couple of these because I just found it enter just entertaining. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so one of these that I found, uh, hashtag what I thought when I was 18, that I'd have a six-figure salary by the time I'm 22. That's right. Uh, I didn't honestly, personally didn't think that. Well, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but that's just one of those things. <laughs> you get to be 22 and you're like, Jesus Christ, I'm making $20,000 a year. It's nowhere near six figures. Uh, and another one, <laughs> this one is funny and sad. Uh, hashtag what I thought when I was 18, being an adult would be fun. I think we can all, all relate to that when you think back to your youth. 
I thought being an adult would be lots of fun. And there's things about it, and like I'm not trying to sit here and say being an adult sucks. There's things about it that are very, very, very fun. In fact, I was sitting with my daughter last night. I was putting her to bed, and I was sitting there reading her a book, and I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, this. if I could freeze myself in any time in my life, it would be this. Uh, with my daughter as a tar- toddler, uh, my wife and I very in a very, very happy marriage. This this would be where I'd freeze it. So it's not to say being an adult sucks. It's just when you're like eight, you know, 16, 18, you're like, yes, I can't wait. I can't wait to be an adult. And No, dude, wait. If you're a teenager listening to this podcast, take your time. Enjoy. You'll get there. It's going to come. There, there's no stopping it. You're going to become an adult. Uh, but just take your time and enjoy it. You know, sit back, relax, uh, still be motivated. Uh, but just just enjoy it. Be in the moment. Be in the moment. Put your effing phone down maybe for five minutes and just be in the moment. Enjoy nature. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends, whatever it might be, and, and just, just be. Just be, you know? Even as adults, put your phone down. Just be. Just just be for a little while. Uh, all right. Oh, my gosh. See, this is one. That's an extremely disgusting one, uh, but not this entire hashtag. But I, I kept, I kept, try- I was trying to scroll when I was looking through this earlier because I was like, I'm not talking about that particular tweet that came out. Uh, but this would be the hash. This would be hashtag. I save money by. I save money by. Uh, the one I found most amusing. <laughs> the one I found most amusing on this was hashtag. I save money by being single. And this particular tweet had, uh, and this is from the tweet narrator. Not that he wants to be single. <laughs> that one made me laugh out loud a little bit. I don't think everyone's going to find that quite as entertaining as I do. Uh, but yeah, that is, I mean, that's when you're young, like especially in your 20s, that is one way to save money. Just be single, like don't date at all, you know, but then you're not going to, you're not going to meet anyone. You're not going to get laid. So <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's a bit of a trade off there. Uh, another one that I found amusing, uh, hashtag I save money by paying my visa with my MasterCard. Uh, that is amusing. However, I hate to break it to you, uh, David E., you're actually spending more money by doing that. I guess if you just keep paying one off with the other and then the other off with one uh, and then and then die, then then you just leave it to your kids. <laughs> you know, I, I but you're not saving. Hate to break it to you, David E., you're not saving money. You're actually spending more money by doing that. It's going to cost you a little more in interest and whatnot. Um, all right. Another hashtag, and I don't want to get into this ridiculousness, but I encourage you to check it out. Uh, hashtag Trump new. Trump new. Uh, essentially talking about the orange menace and the information that he did or did not know, most likely did know regarding many things, but most recently uh, the Russia influence and, and, and their meddling. Meddling, that's such a terrible... Their attack. I'm going to use uh, their attack on American democracy. I'm not, I'm not calling it meddling anymore. I'm sick of the media meddling meddling it sounds like uh it sounds like something from rocky and bullwinkle like the two bad the the, the bad guy natasha and whatever you know moose and squirrel like yeah no that sounds like they they were meddling in things no this was what was an attack on american democracy uh united states democracy and it's sickening and uh that's why hashtag trump new is trending because we all know the son of a bitch knew something that orange menace and, uh, and and hopefully, eventually, we can get our country back and get to the bottom of this bullshit because I'm so sick of it. I'm just so sick of it. Uh, and I said I'd keep it light for this episode, so we're going to move along here. One more thing I found. This wasn't a trending hashtag, uh, but there is a little Twitter... Cha- uh, what, do you, what do they call them? Twitter account uh, that's actually at Venmo Drugs. At Venmo Drugs. Now, this is a joke account. If you're not familiar with Venmo, Venmo is very similar to PayPal, uh, actually, PayPal owns Venmo, and it's it's just a convenient way to send funds between friends, send it to businesses, whatever it might be. I actually get paid through uh, through through some of the the companies I work with hosting live events. I get paid through Venmo. Interestingly enough, uh, just it's easier than sending a physical check. It's or or doing direct deposit. They're just like here, it's coming in through the Venmo, you know. Um, so it's convenient for that. But this at Venmo drugs, what they're doing, and again, joke. Joke, joke, joke. Uh, with Venmo, it's they've tried to make it a social platform, and you can publicly pay people and say what it's for. Like, oh, here's here's twenty dollars for pizza last night, you know. And so this at Venmo drugs looks for Venmo posts and finds anything that could be misconstrued or maybe actually is sending someone money for drugs. 
In fact, there are some on here uh, where it says, like this one, for example, Jamie paid Muriel for drugs, drugs in quotation marks. So uh, if you want some comedic enjoyment, this is probably the way to go, keeping in mind that it's all for comedy. I don't know how many of these people are actually publicly posting that they're paying someone for drugs. You know, who knows? A lot of people, I, I mean, I've paid people for alcohol and parties. Like, I've done that. It's not a huge deal. Uh, and also keep in mind, with Venmo, if you use Venmo, you can actually set it to private. I have mine pretty much permanently set to private, and, and so nobody sees when I'm sending money to people, because really, I don't need another social platform, Venmo. I, I don't. <laughs> like, come on. Calm down. We got enough social platforms. Uh, the, the entire world lost their mind like a week ago because Instagram was down, and it was like the end of the freaking world. No, we don't need another social platform. I enjoy the convenience of sending people money, but calm down with the social stuff. Change your thing to private. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I know you're making jokes, and nobody cares. They don't. Keep it on Facebook or Twitter. In fact, just keep it on Twitter because we're done with that damn Facebook stuff. All right, let's move on to some TV, film, and books. TV, film, and books. Got some good stuff this week, actually. A little news that just came out. This actually just broke from Comic-Con. This happened just today, July 19th, 2018. And that would be the the uh, the great minds behind the show, The Toys That Made Us. The Toys That Made Us. I'm getting so out of, out of order here. Uh, they actually announced they're going to do a season three. If you're not familiar with The Toys That Made Us, it's a documentary series on... Uh, Netflix. It was originally intended as an eight-part documentary series. They essentially did two seasons, four episodes each, uh, and episodes being a relative term because they are very long episodes uh, that each episode centers around a specific toy. Uh, the, the first eight were really all toys that started like seven, late 70s, 80s, and, and possibly moved on. Uh, some of them, just trying to remember off the top of my head, He-Man uh, was one of them. Legos, of course. Of course, I'm remembering the toys that I actually played with when I was a kid. Uh, Legos was another one of them. Uh, Barbie, they did Barbie. Uh, and there was a few others in there, all of them very interesting. And it's just, it's a fantastic documentary series. Uh, it's funny, and it's also very informative, and it's also very nostalgic if you played with any of these toys. Hey, Chris, I was wondering if we'd get you. I gave you a damn anniversary shout-out at the top of the show. Are you still down there at Comic-Con uh, getting working your way through all the people doing cosplay, trying to get into uh, some panels and stuff? I don't know. He's going to, he's going to, we'll get a little reply from him here. Uh, but anyway, the toys that made us, they announced they're doing a season three. They are doing a season three of the toys that made us. And I can tell you because they have announced the specific toys they will be doing. <sighs> Chris, I thought you were at Comic-Con. Maybe Chris is not standing in a line for one of the panels. Uh, I'm with you. I don't, I avoid Comic-Con like the plague, like the plague. Oh, Phoebe's sick. That's no good. Uh, Phoebe, who was actually on our Star Spangled uh, episode, or Star Spangled uh, episode, uh, is, is sick, unfortunately. For some reason, your picture's not showing up, Chris. Fix your Facebook. What are you, an 85-year-old man? Uh, your picture's not, I don't know what's happening. Anyway, uh, Toys That Made a Season 3. The, the four episodes they're going to do, the four episodes they're going to do are uh, Power Rangers Wrestling. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and My Little Pony. Now, wrestling, I think these are like the wrestling figures that were very, very popular in the 80s and I think really extended into the 90s. Uh, I never go to com. I, I avoid Comic-Con like the plague, Chris. I'm with you. Uh, I think it extended into the 90s, and maybe they are still around, the wrestling toys. Now, I am obviously most excited about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, that was like the end of my toy playing. Like, I... I, I I can tell you right now, my progression uh, was was He-Man and Thundercats, uh, and then peppered in with a little bit of Star Wars, and then I moved on to uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then I just got a little too old for you know, to <laughs> got a little too old for toys. <laughs> As I'm looking at my like Deadpool uh, bobblehead Funko Pop bobblehead, yeah, I, I I I mean I guess I got like at the time too old for toys. So I, you know, uh, uh, Power Rangers is uh, like that was that's past my time. My Little Pony was right was right in my time frame, but I just I didn't. It's like GI GI Joe was one of the ones from uh, uh, the original uh, eight part eight part documentary series that they did, and GI Joe well, all around me. I was never a GI Joe kid, it's, so it's really what, depends what you're into. Highly recommend uh, Toys That Made Us season three coming out on Netflix. You know you have Netflix. Everybody's got freaking Netflix. You need it uh, because they do have a lot of good shows. 
Uh, and it's great. It's great that we're talking Comic-Con uh, because I did want to mention that Comic-Con's happening this weekend. And uh, I avoid Comic-Con on purpose. Uh, I was actually there years and years and years ago as a kid uh, when it was actually just comic book convention until before it morphed into this like uh, this social uh, so pop culture convention that it is now, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I, I don't care. I, I, I don't need to deal with those crowds. I don't. I'll deal. I'll deal with ridiculous crowds. One place, one place, and that's at the burn, and that's getting into the burn, and that's leaving the burn. And at the burn, I don't deal with the crowds. I just got to deal with them on Gate Road. Uh, so Comic Con, not for me personally. If it is for you, I hope you're enjoying your time there. I have tons of friends that are down there. I have tons of friends being paid to be there now, and I have tons of friends that are just down there because they enjoy going to Comic Con. Uh, so, so have fun if that's what you're doing. Uh, the, the the one thing I will say about it is keep an eye out for announcements like this. Like what I was just talking about, Toys That Made Us Season 3 was announced at Comic-Con. They did a panel with the guys that created Toys That Made Us, announced Season 3 coming out, and the specific uh, toys that they would have for each of those episodes. Uh, so it is good for that. It's just, I, you know, you don't have to deal with the crowds. <laughs> you can just check Twitter on a daily basis for the next three, four days, and you'll see what's coming out of Comic-Con because everyone's going to be talking about it. Uh, all right. Moving along. Netflix. That's, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about Netflix. This just came up recently, like this week. This week, uh, Netflix has really been pushing their original programming. You know, they pick up a lot of stuff, original program, and there's some great stuff out there. Glow, this season, I mean, Toys That Made Us Fantastic. Glow, this season, I'm only a few episodes in, uh, despite the fact that you can binge watch it. Fantastic. Mark Marin, like, is on another level in Glow season two. Like, I, I, if an actor can make me hate them and love them at the same time and just be raucously entertained while all of that's happening, that, that's a performance. As far as I'm concerned, that's a performance, and that's what's happening. Uh, so there are some great shows on Netflix, you know, and, and a lot of great original programming. However, I'm noticing that there's a lot of stuff that's not so great. In fact, I think I talked recently, maybe in the past month or so, about uh, stand comedy specials that they've been putting out there, and some of them not as good as, even with fantastic comedians, not as good as you would expect from those comedians. And I think I said at that time, it's because they're really just trying to churn out content. They're trying to own that. especially. And we can partly blame this on Disney because Disney has announced their own streaming service where they're going to keep all of the... So now everyone's rushing to beef up their streaming service, and Netflix is one of those. Well, the thing is, quantity over quality is usually not a good thing. It's not a good thing. And I'm noticing that more and more with Netflix. In fact, my wife tried to put on a cooking show... The other day, we she got three minutes in. I was like half watching. She's like, no, I can't watch this. Then she's looking for something else. And she goes, oh, there's this show where they cook with marijuana. It's a cooking show, but everything's cooked with marijuana. And she's you're going to enjoy this. You know, myself being a big proponent of medical marijuana and even recreational use of marijuana. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of that, now I got I got to go off. I got to get tangented here for a second. Speaking of that, uh, today... I'm I'm working on the show, and I actually stepped outside. I think I, I went to grab the mail or something. I'm, I walk outside my front door, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I look up. This guy walking by me, and I live in Highland Park, California. Those of you familiar with it, it's hipster. It's like the hipster capital of, of L.A. right now. I don't I don't quote me on that, but there's, we got a lot of hipsters around here. It's very hipster centric around here. So I look up, and this guy walking by my house, big headphones on. I think he was holding the phone in one hand. In the other hand. He's smoking a joint, which this isn't weird. Recreational marijuana is legal in California. Everything about that was totally legal. Nothing weird about it. But what caught my eye and surprised me was I realized the way he was smoking his joint. He was holding his joint with full-length chopsticks. Now, I don't know if there's such thing as mini chopsticks, but I only say full-length because I'm trying to give an idea. Like, what are chopsticks? You know, uh, maybe 12 inch, 10 inches long? Full-length chopsticks, holding the joint, smoking it, bringing it up to his mouth. I had so many questions for that gentleman. However, I was in the middle of show prep and also having a toddler climb all over me, so I didn't get a moment to say, Hey, why the hell are you walking around with chopsticks smoking that joint? Now, don't get me wrong. If that's your prerogative, by all means, do it. But I just had so many questions. So many questions. And I also realized that there is some crazy hipster achievement that he unlocked today. So good for you, sir. Hope you get your next hipster merit badge or however they do that. But good Lord, walking around, walking with chopsticks. Not even sitting at home with chopsticks. Walking around. Walking around. I don't get it. 
Anyway, so this this weed cooking show on Netflix. My wife's like, oh, we should watch this. I got two minutes. Not even two minutes in. Not even two minutes. And I was like, nope, nope. Uh, and this that's one, one that always drives me nuts. And, and I tend to, I have a shorter attention span uh, when it comes to those kind of shows simply because I'm very critical of any kind of host. I, you know, I've been doing it for years, live events, everything else. So I'm very critical. I'm not saying I'm the best out there. However, this host on that particular show on Netflix, I'm not even going to give, I can't even remember the name of the show. It was a terrible show. Uh, it was horrible. And then they're just bringing these random, zero entertainment value, zero entertainment value on that. Zero. I'm not even joking. Zero. I watched two minutes of it. I walked out. I was like, you go ahead, honey. Watch this. I went outside. Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to do something else. I, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm not watching this. So Netflix, I'm hoping you do a little better. Uh, hope you do have these other shows that are canceling out the ridiculousness of those shows. Uh, but I mean, seriously, like, can we can we do a little better? You, you know, we don't need quantity over quality in this in this particular situation. We just don't. We don't. Oh, man. All right, moving along. Uh, Who is America? I mentioned this one. Who is America is officially on Showtime. It premiered this premiered this past Sunday. If you're a Sasha Baron Cohen fan, if you are an Orange Menace hater, uh, if you're a hater of the ridiculousness that is the NRA and, and and really all the things that go hand in hand with speaking of the NRA. I got so much shit a couple weeks ago for saying the NRA was a terrorist group. <laughs> Not one to say I told you so, but holy shit, wall fans, common sense. Holy shit. Thank you, Chris. Cooking on high. Actually, I didn't want to give it. Cooking on high. It's a terrible show. Don't watch it. Don't watch it unless you want to see how how terrible of a show uh, Netflix is putting out. Like, it's not even, even if you're like super like Tommy Chong stoner and you're just like, you know, or like Seth Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen. Uh, You know, like you're still not, you're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to, it's, it's terrible. It's that bad. It's not even like I'm so stoned. I can't move off this couch. And so I'm going to watch. No, it's that bad, that bad. Uh, anyway, Who's America? Check them out. It's on Showtime. Uh, I haven't gotten around to watching the actual episodes yet. I've just been seeing some interstitials and clips and everything else and, and a bunch of uh, idiots that are complaining that they got had because they're idiots. Speaking of idiots, we've got some more news on idiots coming later in the show. Some great news on idiots. Uh, so, so get you some Showtime. Check out Who's America. Uh, and, you know, because common sense says that when, when these people are getting made fun of in the way that they are, <laughs> we all got to enjoy it. We all got to see it. Uh, and especially with, with the way the country's heading right now. <laughs> we need something to laugh at. We need something to laugh at. Uh, especially when it's calling out people for, for not using common sense. Uh, all right. Oh, Comic-Con. Speaking of Comic-Con, got a little more Comic-Con news. And I'm only bringing this up because, you know, Deadpool. Deadpool. My, my favorite of the Marvel movies, my, my favorite, I don't even want to say my favorite comic book character. Chris and I got to talk about this because I'm not a comic book reader. I used to read X-Men uh, when I was younger. I, I was into X-Men, but I, I've never read the Deadpool comics. I was aware of who Deadpool was because he's technically uh, an X-Man, X-Men, X, however you say it, an X-Person. <laughs> Is that, we're going to move toward that. X-People. Uh, he's one of those, so I, I was aware of him. Uh, but I, I don't actually read the comics, and I've, I'm constantly wondering, like, well, I enjoy the... I don't know, I, you know, uh, but I do love the movies. I love Deadpool. I got a little Deadpool. There's two figures sitting on my, uh, uh, like, on my, my studio desk here. One of them is Deadpool, and the other one is Elliot Alderson, because, you know, greatest show on television, Mr. Robot. Uh, but they have a fun little viral... I don't even want to call it viral. They have a fun little campaign going on right now down at Comic-Con. And if you are at Comic-Con, and you go into certain bathrooms around the convention center... Uh, you will find some marketing on your toilet seat cover. And it would be marketing from Deadpool. You see, the Deadpool 2 Blu-ray, DVD, and digital are dropping in August. I can't remember the exact date. I believe it's August 21st. I talked about it on the last, last episode of Go Tell to Wall, actually, simply because that, that funny children's book's coming out. Uh, but they have these toilet seat covers with Deadpool's face on it, and it says at the top, this is all Fox could afford, and Deadpool 2 dropping soon on Blu-ray and digital. That's right. That's right. Uh, now, clearly, they could afford a little more marketing because Deadpool was killing it in the theaters, and it's going to kill it in the the home window. Those of you not familiar, that's that's when it actually like home the home entertainment window is when you can actually get into your home as opposed to in the theatrical window when you can only see it in the theater. I know working in film and television like these terms just stick. I'm like I don't use those terms anymore, but they're still ingrained there. Uh, so good job to the people at Deadpool, uh, the marketing team over at Deadpool. 
uh, fantastic, and I just love because it, it just really fits in with with how it is. Yeah, August twenty first. Thank you, Chris. Uh, is is the is when the uh, Blu ray DVD drops, and uh, digital might come like a week earlier. They're doing that lately. The studios dropping the uh, the digital version like a week early, but you do need to get the physical one. Oh, get the physical one uh, because you need that that children's book. Uh, we got some news just today, actually. If you're in the market for a new house, especially in the Southern California area, and especially in the Studio City area, there's a new house that just went on the market. This house was actually used for exterior shots for the original Brady Bunch. That's right, the original Brady Bunch. Uh, they shot the exteriors here, so it's not the actual house. For those of you that aren't familiar with the world of television, interiors of stuff are they're shot on a soundstage. <laughs> so this was the exteriors. However... Uh, I, I've learned that the, the people that are selling the house have lived there since the 70s, and it is definitely, theme, even inside, very 70s-themed, you know, like the Brady Bunch. Uh, and if you are interested, it is on the market for $1.85 million. Those of you not familiar with Studio City, it's a very nice area of Los Angeles. It's too hot for me because it's right there close to the valley, but it's a very nice area of Los Angeles. Uh, and for $1.85 million, you get... 2,477 square feet of awesome 70s-ness. 70s-ness? I don't even know if that's a term. We're making it a term, 70s-ness. Uh, and, and you will constantly have people driving by your house and taking pictures because everyone knows that it's the exterior for the Brady Bunch house. Uh, so look forward to that. Maybe you can you can do like people do with the uh, the, the Google uh, Google Maps cars that drive around and make weird, you know, I, that's what I would do. I would just I would sit out there in a, in a bathrobe and boxer shorts, like with my feet in a kiddie pool, drinking some weird large drink and just wave at people as they drive by and take pictures. Hi, how you doing? That's what I would do. All right, uh, so I have some. This is, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with this one. I actually had this for last episode. Didn't talk about it. So I'm sure you've seen at any store, and this happens with anything that gets popular, but Stranger Things especially. If you go to Target, there's like Stranger Things stuff all over the place. Stranger Things branded stuff and whatever. So, keeping with that theme, there's a denim company. C-I-E Denim. C-I-E Denim. They wanted to get on that bandwagon of Stranger Things items, and they have created an upside-down denim short. That's right, an upside-down denim short. Are you excited about it, wall fans, common sensors? No, you're not, because it is exactly what it sounds like. It is a pair of denim shorts that are upside down. The pockets are on the bottom. Their pockets are completely useless. Why even have the pockets there if they're completely useless? Because they're turned upside down. I don't get it, and I'm sure I didn't even look at the cost on these things. They probably cost at least $100 for some upside-down freaking shorts. Now, we say on Go Tell It to the Wall, wear what you want, do what you want, as long as you're not hurting anyone, but good Lord, good Lord. I just, I don't know what to say anymore with these kinds of things. Of course, you're talking to the guy who, for his anniversary, received uh, some limited edition Marvel Deadpool high <laughs> top vans. So I'm not one to talk. I'm just not one to talk. Hey, we're going to get into some sports. I've actually got some sports today. That's right. Some sports. This one's really important. I want to talk about this one. Uh, the executive director of the NFLPA, the NFL Players Association, actually was on the Dan Patrick Show recently. He brought with him some letters that the NFL Players Association has received from fans of various football teams. Many, many, many of these letters are very hateful, talking about how people will no longer watch the NFL because of the whole uh, racial injustice protest and what was then turned into a flag protest by the Orange Menace. In fact, some people uh, sent in, like, ripped-up hats, ripped-up shirts from the teams that they used to be a fan of. I bring this up because this isn't a surprise. We saw, I talked about this when, whenever, when this was originally happening, and everyone was making videos of themselves burning their jersey and burning their hats and throwing away their season tickets. But I bring this up because the executive director of the NFLPA brought up a great point. Brought up a great point. If these fans have the right to send this mail into the NFL Players Association, send these items into the NFL Players Association, shouldn't those same player, the players that they are upset with, 
have the right to make their voices heard in the same manner that these fans have? Tell me that, wall fans and common censors. Tell me that. It's a two-way street. It's absolutely a two-way street. So think about that. I'm going to leave you there with that. And one other thing I do want to say is no matter where you fall on this, because I have made it known that I will not be watching the NFL this year. I won't. I just I simply won't. I have no interest in, in, in contributing to the ratings of, of that madness, and, and, and I'm just not going to do it. Will I watch the NFL one day again? Probably. Uh, am I burning jerseys and shirts or throwing them? No, no. They're still in my closet. I still have my Patriots gear. I'm not getting rid of it. And I want to remind everyone that there was a time in this country, a time where your parents, or at the very least grandparents, were alive, where an African American could not play in any of the professional sports leagues. Any of them. Think about that. Now, we moved past that. We all did better as a society. And we know that was wrong. So chances are one day we're going to look back on this and we're going to know, from my side, hopefully we're going to know that everyone complaining about this and the Orange Menace were wrong. They were wrong. But we'll see where we get with it. On that same note, uh, there is a player for the Tennessee Titans, a player named Jarrell Casey. Jarrell Casey. Now last year he didn't actually kneel for the anthem. Uh, what he would do is at the end of the anthem would raise his fist in the air. Himself and a couple of other teammates would raise his fist in the air. He actually came out publicly and said he's going to continue to do that this year. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens because the rules are you have to stand for the anthem. I taught. I when this first dropped, I said I want to see one of these players doing the crane pose from the Karate Kid. I don't know. He's going to get some backlash, uh, but we'll see what happens as far as fines and suspensions and everything else. I want to leave, I want to, before we move off of sports, I, I want to talk about uh, a gentleman, Jordan Humphrey, who actually published, Jordan Humphrey is a player for the University of Texas Longhorns. He actually published a letter, a letter, an open letter uh, to America. In fact, his nickname is Lil Jordan Humphrey, uh, and this was what he called Lil Letter to America. I want to read this in its entirety because I want to give this young man more of a platform than he had. And he has a platform. This is me yelling at a wall. But I think this is something because I know a lot of my, a lot of our fans, common sensors, wall fans are not big sports fans. And I think this is something important that needs to be said. Uh, this was written in the form of a poem. So uh, all this is, and I quote from this poem, Little Letter, Little Letter to America. In its entirety. America, America, the land of the free, where black people can die from just being black and free. They protest to be able to live life in peace like the majority. Thugs and animalistic people is all you see. In reality, all they really want in life is equality. Instead, America, which is the land of the free, elects a president with zero political history to restore the long legacy of white supremacy. Minorities were never a part of the American dream. They were only brought here to build your dream. I used to believe in this American dream. Dream that I would be playing in front of thousands on a college team. I have achieved that dream, and I believe that it was only a scheme. For you to continue to exploit black men, to continue to view them as animals, then have the nerve to say, Make America great again. It was only great for white men. You, on the other hand, just want free labor again. So you continue to try to find new and creative ways to enslave black men. End quote. Now, I can't pretend to really relate to this. Uh, I'm, I'm a white, white man. Uh, I 100% believe in white privilege. I'm not saying I had an easy time. I come from a very, very, very low-income family. Didn't have the easiest of times, but I really can't relate to Jordan Humphrey. But I think we all need to read this poem and understand where he's coming from and sit back and look at what we're doing in this country. More specifically, what we're not doing in this country. 
So I encourage you. We're going to share this one on social platforms because it needs to get out there more. This actually happened on July 10th. We're, we're a little over a week since that actually happened, but it, it needed to be said on the podcast. It needed to be shared with all of you uh, out there as well. And, and, and thank you for allowing me to do that because I find it extremely important. Extremely, extremely important. All right, let's move on to a little bit of tech. I want to kind of cruise through some of this tech because uh, I've got some, some other common sense stuff uh, that, that we're looking at and I want to get through as well. Uh, so we had some news. Uh, this one, according to OZ.com, apparently tech leaders have signed a pledge against artificial intelligence weapons. Uh, there's a bunch of top scientists and tech innovators have agreed to avoid bringing on the robot apocalypse. Uh, now, they've signed a pledge against developing and manufacturing autonomous weapons, basically against Skynet. Uh, and this, there is a total of 170 organizations and 2,400 individuals have signed this pledge. Uh, and that includes Elon Musk, that son of a bitch, uh, and Google's DeepMind co-founders. If you're not familiar with Google's DeepMind, just, just Google, Google them. <laughs> Look them up. It's, it's, it's fascinating stuff. Uh, and, and this... This is fascinating, and I'm glad that people are getting out in front of this, but really, a pledge is, like, I mean, the Orange Menace pledged to to serve and protect our country, and clearly he's not doing that, so a pledge really means nothing to me. Uh, I think we are getting closer and closer to Skynet, as terrifying as that actually is, but just, man, man. Uh, uh, some more tech news. I encourage I encourage you right now, right now, if you're listening to this, either pause it or just keep, you know, keep it on and, and actually go go to Google. Just Google the word idiot. Google the word idiot, and you'll notice that the Orange Menace's picture comes up. Apparently some tech-minded people manipulated the search results for Google, not by hacking or anything, just manipulated the search results for Google so that when you Google the word idiot, the Orange Menace's picture comes up. Very interesting. A little more news, tech news. Uh, Bird, if you're not familiar with Bird, this is the company that uh, actually... Put raised like four hundred million dollars in, in in funding, and they have the electric scooters. They're all around town. I'm actually I was in uh, Palms, which is Culver City, uh, this past Sunday, visiting my 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 brother-in-law and my sister-in-law Dante uh, of Give Me Motion and Mary of uh, the the fantastic Mary Doodles, uh, and saw these bird scooters just all over the place. So they're really taking off. They're electric scooters, and as it stands now, you you unlock it with an app. You can, you can pick it up anywhere. You can leave it anywhere. It's a whole thing. I don't want to get into all the details on it. Uh, but it costs you a dollar to start it up, and then it's 15 cents for every minute after that. It's it's by the minute. And then you, you can, like, pick one up, ride it home, put it on the sidewalk. It's going to get picked up by somebody else. Hey, Jen. Uh, but what they've introduced now, Bird, has actually introduced a low-income discount uh, for the bird scooters because they believe everyone should have access to transportation that is accessible, affordable, and environmentally friendly. Uh, that's according to Bird CEO Travis Vander Zanden. Uh, I know I don't want I don't want to I don't want to reveal that one just yet because I'm still waiting to hear back from their their media people. Uh, Jen, who's actually been helping us uh, a, a lot with some sponsorships and and actually getting content for the show. If you're on the live feed, she's. She's breaking something. I'm just breaking a little bit of news that I didn't want to get everyone too excited about, but we could potentially be having a, a very big interview here on the show uh, soon, hopefully sooner than later, just working through some details uh, with that particular person's uh, media team. Media team. Just wait. I'm waiting to hear back, Jen. Uh, but you're absolutely right, and that that's courtesy of Jen uh, if and when that actually does happen. Uh, so Bird Scooters, like I said, uh, but we, oh, we will announce it, Jen, and I will make sure you are included with the announcement uh, as well f for helping to uncover that one. It, it's, it's a really big interview if we do, if and when we do get it, especially if you are a, uh, really, if you're a fan of the podcast, you're, you're going to enjoy it. But if, if, if you're a little progressive politically like myself, then you're definitely going to enjoy it. Uh, that'll be coming down soon. Uh, and thank you to Jen for helping us out with that. Jen's been actually working on uncovering some other stuff uh, for us as well, which has been uh, an incredible help. I actually have to get her our our full marketing breakdown and, and price list. <laughs> that's that's what happened. Toddlers crawling on me, show prep. It's just too many things going on. So anyway, with the bird scooters, what they've done is they've taken away the uh, for lower income people. They've taken away the one dollar like startup cost that that you you put on it to actually start the scooter, and it's only going to cost you fifteen cents. Uh, uh, fifteen cents. Of, oh, okay, good call. Um, that's on the down low. Uh, <laughs> Um, 
communicating with with one of our producers here. Uh, so it is a little more affordable uh, for anyone out there that's a, that's a little more low income and, and just it's accessible uh, for everyone out there. So so good on you, Bird Scooters and and their CEO. And I appreciate what you're doing. And from what I hear, they're really useful. The scooters I haven't gotten on one myself. Uh, a little more news from Facebook. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. They are cracking down on underage children. If you weren't aware of this, you actually have to be 13 or older or older than 13. I can't remember the exact cutoff. Uh, you need to be 13 years or, or older to technically to be on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, and Facebook and Instagram have come out and said that they are going to be cracking down on these and actually uh, locking the accounts of anyone that they suspect or find to be below the age of 13. I think this is fantastic. Uh, if your kids are on social platforms like Facebook and 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 uh, Instagram, whatever else, even Snapchat, just get them off of there. Get them off of there. Let them be kids. Let them have fun. You know, they don't need to be on social platforms. That's just they don't need to be there. It, you're only asking for trouble. You're only asking for trouble. Wait until they're like 14. Then okay, you can have a little social plat. That's fine. Have a social media account. You, an eight-year-old doesn't need a Facebook account. They don't. You don't need Facebook. You don't need Instagram. You don't need Snapchat. I don't care. You don't need any of that at eight years old. You don't. Done. You don't need it. Oh, let's move on to some common sense. Common sense. Jen, you will definitely enjoy this story. This is actually a holdover from last week. And before I get into this story, I'm going to have a nice sip of my Oscar Blues Brewing Dale's Pale Ale. Jen, maybe we get a call into Oscar Blues. Oh, tasty. Well... Police in Florida. Oh, I'm missing a thing. What the heck? I'm moving stuff around. Uh, police in Florida. I'm going to get back to that. Stopped a man for DUI. When they stopped this man who was clearly guilty of a DUI. I know not guilty or innocent till proven. Whatever. Clearly guilty of a DUI. The excuse he gave to the police officers. This was, of course, like I said, in Florida. He said, well, officer, I didn't drink and drive. I only drank at red lights and stop signs. This is where we live in, wall fans, common sensors. Yeah, he was rationalizing that because he wasn't actually driving and drinking. Yes. Ooh, yes. Common sense says that you shouldn't be drinking if you're operating a motor vehicle. That actually reminded me of a personal story from my youth. I'm not even going to get into specifically who it was, but if you are a longtime fan of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, you can probably figure it out. I remember a time when I was a young boy in Florida. Coincidentally, in Florida. It's on a little road trip from the Miami area to upstate. Not even going to tell you where exactly upstate. The adult I was riding with at the time and, uh, Man, I was maybe five years old. I don't even know if my sister was born yet, so I was maybe five years old. We stopped to pick up a couple of, you know, sodas or whatever. We get in the car, and even at five years old, I had learned a thing. Drinking and driving. Don't drink and drive. The adult who was driving me at the time got into the car, and I noticed that adult had a bottle of beer. And me, at five years old, I was smart enough, and I said, Ah, oh, you shouldn't drink and drive. That adult was drinking while he was driving. And his excuse to me was, no, that means you shouldn't be drunk when you're driving. It's okay if you're drinking while you're driving. Hand to God, 100% true story, wall fans, common censors. Again, Florida. That's the world we live in. Not a lot of great things come out of Florida. With the exception of yours truly, your favorite podcast host on the face of the earth, because <laughs> technically I was born in Miami. <laughs> People tend to forget that. I came out of Florida. I'm just really essentially a SoCal boy because I moved here when I was seven. So I'm more of a SoCal, really more even Chicago, Chicago and SoCal boy than uh, than Florida. Oh, all right. Uh, this is this is super ridiculous. We have more common sense. Uh, police in Virginia were called recently. They were they they received a 911 phone call from an L.A. fitness in Virginia. Apparently, there was a pickup basketball game happening on the basketball court at this particular L.A. Fitness. A guy was apparently fouled by another player in this pickup basketball game. Uh, the other player happened to be African-American. The, the gentleman that was fouled happened to be white. 
He got really upset, stormed off the court and said, I'm going to call the police. And everyone else on the court kind of laughed, thinking he was joking. Well, sure enough, he went over to the desk of the LA Fitness, called 911 and made the police come to file a report that he had been fouled hard in this pickup basketball game. Fortunately, common sense prevailed. The police officers talked to both of the gentlemen, and while a report was filed, no charges were pressed against either individual. Yes, that's right, Wall fans, common sensors, America, we have reached a point where people are calling 911 because they were fouled in a fucking game. It's a game. Basketball. Sometimes it gets a little physical. And in fact, if a hard foul freaked you out because you were, that happened in a pickup basketball game, I know for sure you never played basketball beyond like high school level and above. Because I did, friend. And if getting fouled hard and maybe falling to the ground offended you, you never would have made it in high school or above basketball. Because I can tell you from personal experience, there's some shit that goes on in basketball, especially when you play in what's called the post. That's when you're under the basket and you're trying to block people out and you're trying to get a rebound. You're trying to get the ball. You're trying to put it in the hoop. Yeah. A lot of guys can get real grabby, real grabby. You know, think about it. Think about it. That's the stuff that happens. High school basketball and above. Really, maybe below that, too. I didn't play basketball until I was in high school. But I know from personal experience, holy shit. Oh, yeah, that happens. All right, I'm going to try to get through these last couple things real quick. Uh, Apparently, the GOP voted to make it okay for organizations to refuse adoption to same-sex couples, and this would be based on religious objection. Here, we are further seeing that Republicans really don't give a shit about children in general. They would rather that children sit there in group homes as orphans than go to a loving family simply because it is a same-sex couple. Yet, we think it's okay. We think it's okay that Kim Kardashian can have all the frickin' children she wants. Come on. Give me a break. Give me a break. I know some so many same-sex couples that are more than capable of raising a child and would create an incredibly loving home. Now, should you, should there be a background check and all that other stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying all same-sex couples are fantastic and they're, you know, should have, no. But it goes the same for heterosexual couples as well. Same thing. Please do better. Please do better. I'm so sick of it. Oh, Henry Cavill found himself in the news recently. He came out and spoke about the Me Too movement. And apparently, he is afraid to date after the Me Too movement for fear that he will get called out on the Me Too movement. Well, Henry Cavill, let me tell you one thing. Let me break this down for you. It's simple as this. Don't treat women like shit, and you won't get brought into the Me Too movement. If you are a gentleman and a regular human being, then you'll be okay. You'll be okay. I can say it right now because other other men in public positions have said this too. I'm so afraid of the Me Too movement. I can say it right now. Wall fans, common censors, social media world, podcast consumers, I ain't afraid of it. I think it's fantastic. I ain't afraid of it because I'm not worried about being pulled into that because I'm not an asshole. I treat women with respect. I treat men with respect. Yeah. Do better, Henry Cavill. Do better. Oh. Uh, We had a story, another story out of Virginia, apparently a restaurant there called Beer 88. They had a group of teenagers, uh, group, hey, Easy, how's it going? I didn't even see you on there. Uh, My good buddy Easy, actually, I I play Clash of Clans with Easy. My good buddy Easy just just jumped onto the live feed here. Uh, And that's funny, he's going to, Easy's going to, so, Jen, uh, so, the person commenting right above you, I don't want to give his real name just because uh, on the podcast because he goes by a different name on on, on COC. Uh, he actually lives in El Paso. Lives in El Paso, Jen. Have fun. Uh, Jen's from Texas, and she was hinting at a possible interview that we will have coming up soon. And it's just funny because Easy happens to live in El Paso. And he, <laughs> all the com- all the wall fans comments are oh, like, oh, 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 I know who it is. Now. Oh, 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 I know who it is. Anyway. So this Beer 88 restaurant in Virginia, they had a small group of teenagers in there, uh, and one of them, a 17-year-old, actually wanted to pay for the entire bill for he and his friends. Uh, it was a, it, he wanted to pay $45, this, that was inclusive of a $10 tip, only had a $20 bill, and had $25 in quarters. 
So he paid with a $20 bill and $25 in quarters. Yeah. Well, what happened? You think, okay, that's fine. No. Money is money. What happened was this Beer 88 restaurant actually got on social media and called the 17-year-old out on this. Called him out on it. And really, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They have no each. Why does why does El Paso not have H-E-B? I, even I know H-E-B, and I, I've never lived in Texas. Uh, called him out on this, and I just, I like, it, I don't even want to say it's infuriating, because it's not infuriating. It's just irritating. The kid's 17. Money is money. And you don't need to call him out on social media, especially when he left a very nice tip. Apparently, it was a $10 tip on top of everything else. Very nice tip. Money is money. Plus, I've worked retail myself. If you take cash at a restaurant or retail, you're running out of quarters all the freaking time. All the time. Plus, I also guarantee there's some people that work there that don't have laundry in their own house, and they would have had to be going to the bank to get quarters anyway. Calm the hell down, Beer 88. Do a little better uh, and and good on you, 17-year-old, because, like, paying for your friends, I don't care how you're paying. That's fine. Paying pennies, for God's sake. It's money. Money is money. We have pennies because it's money. That's that's why they're there. It's money. A uh, little more news. Uh, one last piece of common sense news. A California court actually blocked the three-way split measure that was going to be on the ballot in November. It's completely blocked. They are not going to be breaking California up into three different states. And I talked about this previously on the podcast. I don't have enough knowledge into the advantages and disadvantages. It seems like it's really all disadvantage, uh, for, really, for everybody. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like an advantage for anybody. I, I, anybody. Uh, anyway, so that's not going to happen. It's not going to be on the ballot in November. Get over it. Whatever that rich dude up in Silicon Valley. Not happening, bud. We'll see. It'll probably come up again. This has happened like every couple of years. They're like, break up California. Three different states. Five different states. Calm down, everybody. Calm down. Oh, anyway. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share on uh, Podomatic. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, every other podcast platform you can think of. Subscribe to us, share it with your friends, leave a review, tell us how terrible it is, send me some hate mail. We'll get some, I'm sure we'll get hate mail off of this one. And maybe not. There wasn't enough polarizing things for hate mail. We'll work on that for next episode. I'll work on getting some more hate mail for next next episode. I do like that, Jen. Beer, Haiti, hate, because they hate quarters anti-quarters uh so uh, make sure you subscribe do all the things tell your friends uh shoot give us a nice review give us a terrible i don't even care what it is just let us know you know do those things uh make sure you also subscribe on youtube search go tell us the wall on youtube subscribe watch our videos follow us on twitter at tell the wall pod at magic muppet most importantly head on over to sean or that's right sean or we'll show you all of those things including our patreon page become a patron Help out the show financially. And right now, most importantly, check out our Indiegogo campaign. We are so, so, so close. If we can just get 50 more dollars, 50, like we need a little more than 50, but if we hit 50, that is going to ensure that we hit our goal because we've got another donor sitting in the, they're waiting until we hit a certain point and then they're going to make sure we hit our goal. But we do have to hit that point. We do have to hit that point. So please share every dollar helps. Tell your friends, tell your family, whatever it is, tell your dog, tell your cat, whoever it is. Get that Indiegogo. We got three days left on it. Uh, and, oh, that's it. I'm so tired. I'm going to go finish my Oscar Blues Brewery Dale's Pale Ale. Oh, and a happy Thursday to all of you, or Friday or Saturday or Sunday, depending on when you're watching, listening, doing all those things. Thank you to Jen uh, for jumping on today. Bridget, unfortunately, Phoebe was sick, but we did have Chris on here. Chris, make sure you go back and check out that anniversary shout-out that I gave you at the top of the show. Anniversary twins. Oh. That's going to do it for episode 64 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I'm your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common censors, social media world, podcast consumers, no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, no matter what you're doing, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.